What's going on? This is your boy, man. This is Mr. Wali Kareem, a.k.a. Mr. Blessed and Unstoppable. Thank you so much for listening to my Free Will Project podcast. And um, I just wanted to just give a shout out, man, to all of those men who have taken the time out to go against the grain to get your your individuality out there for people to see you, for you to stand out. I salute you. I salute all of the individuals that are out there who are not trying to conform, who are not miserable in their sameness, trying to fit in when they know that they need to stand out. I salute you guys. Man, with that being said, man, I have a very interesting topic that I would love to share with you guys. My personal perspective, but I believe that you will find some enlightenment in it. And uh, for some of you guys, I believe a lot of people are going to agree. But for some of you guys, it's going to be like the first time hearing this. And it, it just may be the aha moment to really get you going in regards to where you see yourself going in the near future. But I study history business history to be to be exact not in the literal form of like you know uh taking up a class or anything just i'm fascinated with business that's that's my that's my thing uh i love business i am a entrepreneur and i've always been an entrepreneur since i was 7 8 years old so i've i've followed i follow business and the history of business all of my life and one of the things that i recognized Leading up to about 2008-2009 was what exactly happened between my parents' generation and our generation? What happened? Because if you really want to pay attention to what's taking place in today's society, the lives that we are living are fairly new. Like like the the age of modernization is is less than like a hundred years old, you guys. If you really, really want to crack into the the modernization of life, uh, maybe you know we can go back a little bit more than a hundred years old. But you guys get the point. Okay, I remember growing up, and I I saw my neighbors. They were able to retire at like fifty seven, fifty five. Um, you know, depending on the year of uh the years on the job number 1 number 2 depending on how well they saved you know period and i was just fascinated by that as a young man growing up looking at all of my neighbors being able to enjoy life even though they were older i you know i kind of found that to be you know i was like uh, i don't want to wait that that late in life to be able to start enjoying myself but nevertheless they got that. They were able to live a life of being able to do what they want to do and to have that income coming in that they earned, you know, that they earned through um, various various ways, you know, the pensions and, and, and um, things of that nature. So I was truly intrigued by that. 
And I wondered, like, man, how do you, you know, walk into, like, large sums of money and, and things of that nature? Because I would hear adults talk about, um, you know, catching a windfall of 10000 or 20000 And I was just curious about all of that, right? So this is this is where I'm at. And, and please, stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this big time. Okay, so with that being said, you guys... I remember getting into the workforce as a young man and immediately hearing that what we were facing was no longer what our parents had. What they were, you know, blessed to receive, we weren't really receiving that anymore. Pensions weren't around as much. Um, actually, they were they were around, but they were fading fast. I mean, they were fading so fast, they was dimming out like a... Like a like a, a low a low lit candle. I mean, they were going super quick, you guys. And for those who were blessed to be able to catch it on the on the tail end, you know, they they're the last generation of it. You don't know of too many jobs that actually have pensions at this point. Uh, many jobs have carried over to 401k. All right. Now let me get back on track. The point of what I'm saying to you guys is. The reason why companies then were the type of companies that they were then was because, in reality, we were building up our country. We were building up the country that we live in. Now, I'm a citizen of the United States. So, for those of you, you know, who are wondering where I'm, you know, where am I from? I'm from, I'm a citizen of the United States. So, I'm saying that to say, like, you know, growing up, you know the, the the Fords and the Chevys, uh, the steel industry. We were producing and making a name for ourselves, becoming a power uh, a powerhouse within the world. So it took a team effort for all of us to come together to make this happen. Now, how did they make it happen? In order for you to make everybody work in tandem what takes place is you have to sweeten the deal you have to sweeten the pot so they were offering pensions they were offering uh competitively um waged jobs the the compensation was man very very nice for those type companies like uh ford uh, Chevy and uh, the steel industry. I'm from the Midwest, so I'm speaking about what I know of right here, you know, and where I grew up at. Um, also, you know, I'm I'm from Indiana, Chicago. I was born and raised in Chicago, live in Indiana. So I was also very, um, very well acquainted with uh, the Chicago uh, stock markets, the Mercantile Exchange Building, and things of that nature. So. There's a lot of power right here in the Midwest, a lot of power. And these were the jobs that were granted to those who somehow found their way into it. And it, it, it paid very well. Now, at this time, um, those that were before me, they worked like 40-hour weeks with maybe five five hours overtime because back then family was everything family was everything but 
even with the government understanding that family was everything, excuse me, and everybody understanding that the, the country needed the power, needed the manpower in order to become the power. Everybody worked together to make it happen. So, yes, there was sacrifices being made to work extra, to to produce extra parts, to produce extra cars, to produce uh, extra appliances to be shipped all over the world. Um, also, not only did they give us a decent wage, sometimes a, a very, very, very nice wage, but they also paid for our medical, uh, our dental, and you were able to like buy shares in, of the company as well. So it was like a win-win for the employees. So what reason? Henry Ford said it. Henry Ford said he wanted to compensate his employees so well that they didn't want to leave. That was the, the desire of the Ford uh, owner, the owner of the Ford uh, Motor Company. He wanted you to be so well pleased with everything that was going on that you did not want to go anywhere else. And trust me, I was I did, never worked for Ford, but I was contracted to Ford for over six years. And I promise you that his dream is alive to this day. The majority of the people that I met at Ford, and I'm still good friends with a lot of them, have been there over 20 25 to 30 years, over 25 years and 30 years. Some of them guys don't even want to retire and they're at retirement age, past retirement age, and still don't want to go. So his dream, what he designed, is actually still working to this day. Although a lot has changed with his his dream. A lot has changed at Ford with his dream. For those of you who are listening and, and you may be uh, working for Ford within the last 10, 15 years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. All of the things that were in place prior to about 15 years ago, none of that applies now. Uh, there's no pension. Uh, everything has changed. Everything has changed. Which led me to talk about this right here. Please forgive me if I'm taking too long, but I'm trying to show you guys something. Bear with me. Listen to this. This is very important. What happened in 2008 and 2009 was like unbearable. It snatched the rug from so many of us. Uh, those of us who had comfortable jobs, cushioned jobs, were met with um, diversity, man. We, we were challenged. We were challenged because the whole economic system was just shaking. I mean, like almost crunched, almost nothing, almost nothing was there. That's how bad it, it happened. And it happened very, very quickly. Now, what is the point of me having this long conversation? And I, again, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. It's very, very good. It's very um, insightful. So with, with what I'm trying to share with you is our 
parents and our grandparents had a reason to get up every day, to go to work, whether they really liked it or not, they were compensated. They were compensated well for going out and get going to the steel mills. Yes, the steel mills were very uncomfortable, very dangerous. Um, hot, you know, uh, most likely breathing in chemicals and things of that nature that, that should not have been uh, inhaled. Or, or just a lot, a lot. You, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys got stories way better than what I'm, what I'm, I'm telling right now. And I'm just telling it to you on the low end. But a lot of you guys know your grandparents and what they went through. I, I had coworkers who lost fingers and uh, digits of their fingers and things of that nature. So I know how dangerous it is. I worked in a warehouse. And 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 saw with my own two eyes uh, a lot of the the dangers that came with it. But people will do what they have to do when they feel that the price is right. So with that being said, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, there was a better system in place that gave you the motivation to get the job done. It was the pension. It was the free medical and, and 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 dental it was the life insurance it was the wage it was the vacation time i remember oh my goodness i remember hearing people talk about having 6 weeks vacation 13 weeks vacation literally from from different uh warehouses and and steel mills just absolutely amazing stuff that you would never hear today never hear that today i don't care how many years you've been on that job they're not going to give you that. Moving into <laughs> exactly where I'm going. So, 2008, 2009 came around, right? We were already introduced to the 401k. A lot of the companies were losing the uh, pensions and were adopting the 401ks. At that particular time, the 401ks were 100% backed by the company. Which means if I put in $5, the company would match me $5, which was absolutely phenomenal. And I didn't even understand that because I was totally new to, to the workforce and had no idea what what I was missing out on. So I didn't even participate in it. Come to find out, that's the farce by itself, but we won't even we won't even discuss that on this. But um so here we are. We're here today doing the same thing that our Grandparents did and that our parents did, okay? We're working. Um, we don't work nine to fives. We work 10 to 10s. We work uh, 10 to 8s. We work uh, six days a week or seven days a week instead of five days a week. At, nine, at eight hours a day, we're working six days a week at 10 hours a day or six days a week at 12 hours a day. Or six days a week or seven days a week at 10 hours a day. And guess what? We don't have a pension. We don't we don't have free medical or dental. We we're, we're paying for this. We don't have life insurance the way they had life insurance. Now to those of you who are saying that's not true, to everything that I just said, you are beyond blessed because that is not the case for the typical American. And I don't even have to speak of outside of America because I know that this same situation 
is just as devastating across the world, minus a couple of countries who give free health care, who give um, uh, decently uh, wage jobs. I've heard of uh, different countries who give a certain amount of vacation every year. And and I don't want to start quoting them because I, I might mess it up. But I've heard of these countries who give a decent amount. I mean, like, when I say decent, I'm, uh, that's not even the right word. They give their employees, like, 10 weeks of vacation. And, and I, I, man, I would love to, you know, name the country, but I'm not going to do that. I also know that there are countries that pay for their education, their uh, the education of their of their people. There are countries out here that pays for the health care of their people. So, with that being said, I know that there's also pullbacks in in you all situation as well. But I'm speaking in regards to America at this point, and just how much things have changed in such a short period of time. So, with that being said. I wanted to just talk about 2008-2009 when the rug was snatched from under us. And here it is. We have all of these college students coming out of college and nowhere to get a job from. So you just amassed all of this debt with nowhere to get a job from. Absolutely nowhere. And what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when when your goal, your dream was to come out and to make very good money and now you're not going to see none of that. What happens? This is the this is the twist and the turn that took place that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about it, but this is where we're at. And this is the point. This is the meat and potatoes of the conversation right here. I said all of what I just said to to lead up to this. We don't live in the in the the same economic situation that our parents and our grandparents lived in what benefited them is not benefiting us at all right but we have been programmed to think that this is where we need to be and this is what we need to do when all of what they did benefited them greatly and of course it benefited us to a certain extent but now we're just talking about where are we at how do we how do we gain a benefit in our time because if we're doing something that's not working anymore then why are we going to continue to do it i just want to know are you ready are you ready to make a change if it's not working for us anymore if it has not benefited us for the last 10 years, and you feel like, man, you've made no progress, then what are you going to do about it? Because the options changed in 2008 and 2009. The whole game changed. A few people are already on it, but the reality is a lot of people made that adjustment, and they have greatly, greatly become happy they have become satisfied um they're leaders now they're leaders and they've changed the lives of their children 
for generations to come because they, they stepped out and they made it happen. What am I talking about? Okay, 2008, 2009, man, people were coming out of college, man, expecting to jump into 45000 a year jobs, $60,000 a year jobs. People were expecting to become with their master's degrees and, and um, uh, I, let's just talk about master's degrees. Master degrees and things of that nature, right? They were expecting to just be, you know, in the money. And that didn't happen. Why did it not happen? Because the economy was so bad and jobs were so scarce that everybody just wanted a job. Because that's all we know. That's all we were taught. That's all. That's what we were programmed to do. Just get a job. But there were a few smart people who went out and created jobs. You guys, this is where we're at. This is the future is here. It's right now. We are not supposed to be chasing jobs. We're not job chasers anymore, people. And I'm going to tell you why. We're not job chasers because what benefited our grandparents and our parents is no longer benefiting us. We do not have a pension. We pay so much on insurance, it's ridiculous. We are in a position to where if you really think about it and you really open your eyes, there is more, there is way more that you can gain as an individual than to go and punch the clock for somebody else. The companies that we work for today are not family friendly. They are not kid friendly. They could care less about us. It's all about the bottom line. It's all about the dollar. This was not the case when our parents was coming up. The the companies cared a lot about a, a wife who just had a baby. They cared a lot about a sick child. They cared. So much so that you were able to walk off your job and to tend to your children. Today you could get fired for that. So what is the difference? And why... Should you not feel as loyal to a company? I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't feel as loyal to a company. Because when our parents and grandparents were coming up, we were building this country to make this country a strong power. A strong, uh, powerful country, right? Okay. We are there. And and right now, this, our country is is... Not where it should be, but working for another company is not going to really push us where we need to be. It's really more about the the internet allowing us to be individuals now, allowing us to be power players as individuals, small corporations. Imagine each home being its own corporation. Working together, I have to still work with my neighbors. I still have to work with people across the world in order to bring in my income, right? But I'm not dealing with the hours of having to work 10 to 12 hours a day. I can do that if I want, but if I do it, guess what? It's going to really benefit me because now... The internet is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days. If you learn how to use things and you put it on the automation, then you will truly bless yourself to where you've done it one time, but you're going to get paid over and over and over again 
for that opportunity. The same thing that a, a, a an artist does, a singer. Same thing that that a movie star does. That's what they do. They they uh, star in a movie, or they record an album, and or a CD or MP uh, MP4. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, MP3 uh, album, and they turn around and they get paid repeatedly for it. These that's what happened in 2008, 2009. Some of those guys were geniuses and ladies, and they went straight to YouTube. And what they did was they showed people what what happened, what they learned in school. So they showed solutions on YouTube, how to fix a, a drain or a plug. So instead of having to wait for somebody to give them experience, what did they do? They, they, they showed you that they had the experience to get the job done. So they did a YouTube video showing a simple uh, repiping of some sort or unclogging of a sink of, or something. And then... By showing you that skill, they turned around and they put their phone number and their uh, their their phone number on there and said, "Contact me if you need my services." Now, with that being said, guess what people started doing? They started reaching out to these guys. They they started getting leads from doing a video. Now, this person can create a company. Because he's put out enough videos to show that he has the experience and the knowledge to move forward to to run his own business. He doesn't have to wait for somebody to pick up that phone and call him and say, we want to hire you for uh, $20 an hour when he can charge $50 an hour on his own and begin to build a company for himself. When you understand that this is where we're at today, people... You will be so much happier. We really should not be still working for other companies. Like, it's not really beneficial to you. It's not beneficial to your children. It's not beneficial to to nobody but the business owners. Now, what am I saying? Am I saying don't work? No, I'm not saying that. Do what you got to do. But you need to understand that the goals have changed. The goals are not to work for somebody for 20, 30 years because you're not going to get nothing out the deal. They're not giving uh, raises. They're not doing anything to make you comfortable there. They're giving you just enough to keep you coming back. That's it. They don't want you to have the nicest of things. And if you do, you're not going to have time for your family. I was making close to six figures a year, and I had no time for my family. I mean, maybe literally... If I'm working 12, 13 hours a day, I used to work between 12 and 13 hours a day. It took me almost, let's just say an hour and a half round trip on a commute. 13, 14, let's just, let's just put it at 14. 14 hours every day. I have a family and a wife. Check it out. That's 10 hours left to myself. That's not including showering. That's not including, um, sleeping this is this is the whole 10 hours so what what do you what do you think i ended up at i ended up at about being honest i ended up at, on average with about three to four hours of sleep every night because i still needed to spend time with my children i didn't like that i didn't like that one bit yeah we had the money but man we had no family structure whatsoever 
And that was the thing that bothered me the most. I wanted a balance. I wanted the money and I also wanted the freedom to be able to enjoy my time with my children. So I began to do the the necessary research to understand, like, how do we get here? And to understand how do we get here, that's what led me to, to seeing that we have evolved. For those who understand, man, we have evolved. We are not the same people, man. There is nothing, there is nothing that that states that we should be doing what our, our parents did, what our grandparents did. Facebook, YouTube, uh, other social media streams, Instagram, Twitter. If you are not utilizing these platforms to build connections and to build friendships, then you know what I'm saying. You 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 you're not you're not doing nothing. I'm, I mean, like if you if you went out and bought you a thousand dollar phone and you're not making no money from that phone, like other than answering your job, you're making the wrong decision. If there is anybody out there who has to keep up with every single uh, update of the iPhone or the, or the Galaxy, and you're not making no money from that phone, do you understand how easy it is to bring an income in working from your cell phone? I've been doing it since the cell phone has been out. Since it's been out, there's nothing else. I feel like, man... You need to be making money from your phone. Let your phone pay for itself. It should your, your cell phone bill should not be. It shouldn't be a liability. It should be an asset to you. So, with that being said, man, I hope that I know it was long. Please forgive me, but I wanted you all to see that where we're at today, we're at because it no longer fits. It is it's no longer fitting to us. Working a job for somebody else is not fitting to us. They're not giving us pensions anymore. They're barely giving us medical insurance and dental. So if all of this has been wiped away, then what is the real benefit of it? It's not the money because they're barely paying us. What skills do you have that you can begin to put out and maybe just begin to just start making money like slowly? What skills do you have? All of us have skills. All of us have skills. Some of us, that, that job that you work, you will probably be better off working by yourself as an independent contractor or as a consultant than working for somebody else probably making maybe a third of what you should be making. Real talk. Like, if you're making like $15 an hour, you may easily be able to go out into this massive world of the internet, of Facebook of uh uh Google and offer your services for $45 $50 an hour easy. I promise you, I am surrounded by individuals who are making it happen every single day. This is what we do. This is what we do. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I pray that you got some value out of it because I really wanted you to hear what I was trying to show you. And I'm telling you right now, be my guest. Be my guest. 
do me a huge favor and reach out to me. Um, I cannot think of my business email at this time. Matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to send you to my actual website and let you guys see some of what I do. As I stated, I'm 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 uh, an entrepreneur. I work from home, and I would love to get a lot of you guys started. I have um, various ways to get you started. Part-time, little to no money, if you're ready to go full throttle. However you want to do it, I I can put you in a position to get started making money. And for some of you all, like myself, for some of you guys, an extra $100 a week would be good. Reach out to me. Let's let's make this happen. This is something that can be beneficial for you. And not just for you, but for your time, for your health, for your peace of mind. Make it happen. This is where I need you to go. I need you to go to Privileged Services, LLC, dot Media Creation Agency, dot com. Privileged is spelled P-R-I. V-I-L-E-G-E-D is Privileged Services, L-L-C dot M-E-D-I-A-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com. Privileged Services, L-L-C dot Media Creation agency.com what i need you to do is get go to this page click on contact us tell me why you're contacting me tell me that you heard it from from here or whatever source you heard me you know speak on and tell me what would you like to see different happen in your life number one number two um how do you see yourself making your transition from being a worker to an entrepreneur. How do you see yourself? Or if you don't have any idea, but you just, you want some ideas, reach out to me and tell me that as well. And I will gladly get back to you and get you started ASAP. This is serious business, people. We are changing lives. There is no way that we should be struggling and suffering in this world of so so much of an abundance is ridiculous, but you have to have the mindset to understand that it really is an overflow, that it really is a mindset. With that being said, man, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Peace and blessings to each and every one of you guys. You guys are listening to the Free Will Project, and this is Mr. Wally Kareem, a.k.a. Mr. Blessed and Unstoppable. Peace out, guys.